Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey guys, welcome to Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Welcome back. Welcome back. Anyway. Oh, okay. Write something down. Oh, you got a yellow notepad. This was my father's. <laughs> um, That's a total dad notepad. Okay. Dude, I. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse oh. me. Oh, are you going to have the hiccups? No, but. Is that a hip? Was that a hip burp? <laughs> yeah. Hip burp? Yeah. What, like a, a bickup? A, bi- a, bick- a bickup? A bickup. <laughs> no, so I, um, you guys, this morning, actually, this has become a pretty normal thing, which is sucking really bad. <sighs> I wake up in the morning and my, I'm like locked up, like have like pains or like knots up in my upper back. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's my pillow and it's, mm, I fall asleep on my back. Like I'm, I've gotten really good since my spine surgery, uh-huh. sleeping on my back. <laughs> Cause yeah. before that I never was a back, never slept on my back. Yeah. I have a hard time sleeping on my back, but my, it's like, it'll shift from left to right. Like, remember when I told you I was locked up and yeah. I, I went to the chiropractor Yeah, that was on the left side. And now it's on the right side. Oh, weird. I went, I was locked up this morning and I went down in the gym because, well, I was planning to, I was going to go running. I was going to go for a run. And then I was in bed a long time, but I drove home. You guys, I was up at the ranch yesterday and I drove home last night. And so by the time I showered, you know, got in bed, it was pretty late and I slept in so long. Oh, I slept in, I've been, I get up around, usually I'm awake at like seven, maybe seven 30. And I slept until like eight 30 and then I just didn't feel great. Um, so I stayed in bed and then I finally was like looking at the time. I was like, okay, I got to go down in the gym. Cause Jake sent me some reels that we made for naked mm-hmm. and I've been feeling a lot better. You guys been running a lot, been feeling good about running, running sucks. But I, like I, you know, you always like, liked running though. I know, but it's like, it's this sense of accomplishment when you're done with it. Now the yeah. problem, the problem you, everybody that I'm running into literally is after a, like a good run, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well I'm done the rest of the day. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, it's like yeah. after a good run, I don't want to do anything else. I don't have like this desire to like <laughs> then go in the gym right after probably a couple of reasons when I've been in Florida, when I was out in Florida is when I started running a lot with Todd in the mornings, which is great because it's kind of part of what our challenge was to you last week is just like, get up, get outside and you don't need to go running. You can go for a walk, but I wanted to go running because, you know, I'm coming off a year of a very weird, not feeling great. And so my goal of just going for a run, even if it's like just intervals, right. I'm out there. Uh, especially when I was in Florida, cause it was hot as balls, but just intervals of running and, but after the heat and going for a, getting a good workout on your run. And then just even here in St. George and Utah, the heat and the, how much sweating, it's like, I'm too tired to then go into the gym and now lift. So in the past when I was competing, you know, then it, w- it wouldn't have done it that way. It would run in the morning, chill. Usually I'd probably go running and then I'd me and Gina would like go get a coffee, you mm-hmm. know, and then we'd go to the gym and we would do lifting. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I haven't been doing that, but I've been running. So positives, not so positive. I'm, I'm shrinking up a little bit, shrinking my, okay. my arms. Definitely. I mean, I would say my butt, but I've never really had much of a butt. So I just so I woke up this morning. Jake sent me these reels that we made for naked. We're trying to like get a bunch of, you know, trying to be better myself mm-hmm. about creating content for social. And he sent them to me and I'm watching them. And I was like, oh man, my arms are a lot smaller than they used to be. So I went yeah. into the gym. I was like, I'm going to lift arms because I need to do that. <laughs> and I get out of the gym and it's just like, I've got this knot that remind it's giving me PTSD of back when I couldn't move my head. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks. That does and suck. on on that note, you guys, here's what I want to discuss today. Gina doesn't even know I want to want to discuss. Today. I know you just said I want to just. I'm reading up on something. Yes, and this is not something new. Uh, it's new for me to okay. be looking into it. It's not new for me to have uh, considered the reality of this. Um, many of you have probably probably know way more about this than we do. And oh, I don't even know maybe, what we're talking maybe, about. Maybe have been following it for a long time. This is for the women out there, but, uh, it's new for me. So I'm going to be, I guess we'll just get right to it. It's about your menstrual cycle, all the different phases of your menstrual cycle and how that affects you with exercise. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't have a menstrual cycle. No, you don't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I haven't yet. This is not, uh, you know, I necessarily has it have anything to do with me, but yeah. Well then, well then I'd, I'd assume that -hmm. because you don't have one that you might be able to just live in the first phase of the menstrual cycle. Oh, Maybe where, it's the last phase. No, the f- I'd say the first phase because in your follicular follicular, phase, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the follicular phase, you it's when our hormones are the lowest. Okay. As women. So I'm going to read some stuff to you, okay? <clears throat> okay. All right. First of all, So, First, I'll just talk about the phases. And I had to reread through these things a few times because the different phases of the cycles. You have one one article I read, it talks about the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, the ovulation phase, and then the luteal phase. Luteal? Luteal. L-U-T-E-A-L. Okay. And they overlap. So that's why I had to keep reading because I'm trying to figure out like, I've been tracking my period for a long time now on the, I use the flow app, um, way smarter women out there. Probably most, a lot of you listening to this podcast, it's like, Oh yeah, I've been, you know, I tracked my period, been doing it since I very first started it. My first yeah. one. No, I not never for me. Did that. it's like, for me, it's like, it's like, I didn't really ever, I never had the desire to understand it. I guess yeah. I just knew it's, you know, it's what happened. And I knew it's like, you bleed for seven days, you don't die. And it's like a superpower. And also it's like the worst thing ever. And our hormones are up and down all month long. And then just when you start to feel normal again, starts all over starts again. Are over again. Yeah. So the menstrual cycle averages 23 to 38 days. And this one, this article I'm talking about, it just talks about the three phases, which are the follicular ovulation luteal. Okay. Follicular, follicular phase begins day one year period. And it's when your low, your, your hormones are at the lowest level that they will ever be throughout the month. And because your sex hormones are low, this is when the female body is most similar, similar, similar to that of a man. And I think it's just because our, our sex hormones are low. So like our testosterone that we have, you know, is it's not dropping. Okay. The same. Um, the follicular phase continues. It's five to six days past your period. So it will last anywhere from 12 to 14 days. So it starts when you start and it will go past when you're like, you're done, uh, bleeding. Okay. 
following your period, your estrogen gradually increases, resulting in a release of a luteinizing, it's called luteinizing and fo uh, follicle stimulating hormones. There's two different ones. And what that's causing to happen is it gets the, mm, there's like the, eh, let's see, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like FSH or something. It's uh, follicle something hormone. And it gets your body to produce anywhere from five to 20 follicles, which are uh, immature eggs. And then basically from there, you know, you may have one of those that mature or maybe sometimes two. And that's when our uterine wall will, you know, will start to get thicker. And then we go through the process of um, ovulation where the egg goes down the fallopian tubes. And if you are, in fact, you get pregnant, then it just stays in there and continues to grow. And if you don't, then we start to get rid of everything. Sloughs off. Yeah. Sheds is the word they use. And it grosses me out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so bad. I'm going to read it just so you can. It sheds. It sounds like a. <laughs> like a snake. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Just nasty. So ovulation is when your body releases an egg. And if sperm is present, this is the golden opportunity for implantation and pregnancy to occur. 28 day cycle is pretty average. Sometimes we have longer ones, sometimes shorter ones. Your ovulation is usually around day 14. Okay. It's like 24 hours, like prime time for implantation. It's prime time, baby. Prime time. And if you're not pregnant, then it's like, then we move into the luteal phase. The luteal phase occurs right after ovulation and lasts for the second half of your cycle. Okay. So we've got follicular phase, day one to like day 14, around day 14, we ovulate. And then from there, luteal phase. Okay. Right. So it's like, it's like two weeks of follicular phase, which they say is like the best time for us to really be like pushing it in the gym because our sex hormones are the lowest. Oh, got it. Okay. 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 Then we ovulate. See where you're going move, with this. Oh yeah. Okay. Then we move into the luteal phase. This okay. occurs right after ovulation second half of your period. And they, it says bringing with <laughs> says and last for the second half of your cycle, bringing with it the hormonal parade. Ah, yeah. at this point, estrogen has a moderate second rise. So your estrogen rises in the follicular phase. Okay. Right. And that's what happens. Like you're, then it, signals your pituitary gland to get these hormones. And then we put the egg and it goes to fallopian tube and then we ovulate. And then it's like, now we get rid of it. Yes. Um, luteal phase. This occurs right after ovulation and lasts for the second half of your cycle, bringing it with a hormone, hormonal parade. At this point, estrogen has a moderate second rise, but more importantly, progesterone enters the picture and brings a number of physiological symptoms along with it. Ah, yes, it does. The luteal phase ends when progesterone peaks. And if you're not pregnant, both estrogen and progesterone drop and signal to your brain to start your period and begin a new cycle. Jesus, it's just exhausting. Oh yeah. So it's like, now that we have a basic understanding of hormonal changes that define the menstrual cycle, let's talk more about physiological changes. Here we go. The effects of our flu the fluctuating effects of fluctuating hormones. Also, you guys, I'm getting this from healthline.com. And I've, I've actually read a few different articles, uh, posts, I guess, about some of this stuff. And it talks about how like the first part of your cycle are, is the low hormone phase. And the only cycle symptoms you're likely experiencing are those of your period, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, I never knew the specifics of this, but I've always known that like the weak or so maybe a little more leading up to your period is when I feel pretty shitty, you know, like I'm starting to get more cramping. Right. That's what people, yeah. They'll say like PMS or whatever. Yep. And then right. Symptoms. Like, you know, you might, I might cramp still have like menstrual cramps a couple days into the start of my period, but then your symptoms are pretty much gone. And now all you're doing is trying not to ruin your pants. You right. Know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> go into that phase. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I find it interesting. Like I've never had, I never had, uh, cramps or anything like that. 
the well, whole time. Yeah, I mean, I've I never heard... really had PMS symptoms, but like yeah. my daughter, Ruby has it really bad. Yeah. She gets really bad ones. Well, and they do say too, I mean, it can, I mean, we change as we get older too. So sometimes maybe it's worse for others than. No, like I've people. never had, like since I first, like since I was 16 and got my first period, I just never okay, did. Okay. Bragging. No, I'm not bragging. I just, <laughs> I just wonder why. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Um, you know, it talks about how, if you're trying to exercise hard, it makes sense that the time of when you're the follicular phase at the first couple of weeks, right. Makes it makes sense that this is the time of the month to put your best effort forth as you have no hormonal symptoms, complicating things. Okay. The event of ovulation can be marked by a rise, a slight rise in women's temperature. Oh, on that note, I, I've heard about, you know, you have all the different uh, types of birth control. Some people, first time I heard about it was, was an old friend of ours that was considering to start doing it. I never thought I really uh, wanted to put it, have to put in so much effort to remember to take my temperature, right? Every single day, taking your temperature, watching how your first thing in the morning, your temperature is. Is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. So basically it's about this thing where our bodies, our temperature changes, and that's a really great way of knowing where we are in our cycle, in which phase. Okay. Because our temperature rises okay. during ovulation and blah, blah, blah. So the event of ovulation can be marked by a slight rise in a woman's temperature. This doesn't seem like a big deal on the thermometer, but it's important to know that this temperature increase continues past ovulation and lasts the duration of the second half of your cycle. What the hell? Yes. So given the raised temperature during your luteal phase, right? Because ovulation, it starts to rise and then it basically stays high through that second half of our full cycle and then okay. it drop in the follicular phase. Uh, the female body is more sensitive to exercising in hot or humid environments. Think hot yoga, being in a warm gym or running outside on a hot summer day. And your athletic performance can really take a hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was, <laughs> I've really thought I'm about thinking this. Of, I'm just thinking of like, I've never thought of anything that I've done as any kind of athleticism or performance wise. Well, it's just like you know how, you, how you no, I, mean, I know in, what the, means, in the but, gym, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I've just never taken the time to think about you know, this could, optimum this could be, times for well, like, this to work could out. Be, this could hundred percent come from the mindset that I had of like, I didn't want, like everything felt like when something didn't feel great an immediate response I always had was like, am I making an excuse? Right. Right. And that was the mindset I've always had with training. Like I was very, and, and then on top of that, if I really wasn't feeling great, and I could tell that things weren't, you know, my, you know mm, maybe I didn't feel as explosive. I was tired, whatever. Um, I always attributed that to being overreached, you know, or like my CNS being really fried. And that makes a lot of sense why I would feel slower, why it would be harder for me to be explosive. Um, it's like a quick response with muscle fibers. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess, uh, well, I, I trained so hard consistently for so long that it probably went hand in hand. Like I, when I didn't feel great, it made sense that I wasn't feeling great because of all the work at I, I had put in. Right. It made a lot of sense. It was like, if I wasn't feeling great and I could tell my CNS was fried, my coaches also knew like, oh, that's where, I mean, that's where we're at because of X, Y, Z. It makes a lot of sense. You don't feel hundred percent because of this is all part of the plan. So until now, I've never really, I never really even thought to consider like, what is another reason I might not be feeling great, but since not training for competition. So I'm not doing two a days. I right. am not, I'm not mm, training with competition in mind, or even the idea of like wanting to get to an overreach state or whatever, mm -hmm. when I'm not feeling great, that's that is why I've, you know, I've started wanting to start diving into this and I've heard, you know, I've definitely heard and read some stuff 
about, you know, the importance of women considering the different phases of their cycle when training, mm-hmm. but I just haven't taken the step in learning that. And maybe I've, you know, kind of considered myself to fe- to be like outside of that uh-huh. because of all the work I've always done. Like that it, it didn't seem like that was, it maybe seemed like if I were to be looking into that too, it would just give me one more excuse. It would, it would give me an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been the type that like, I, I didn't want to be making excuses. So when things weren't right, it was hard for me to accept that those were real reasons why something wasn't feeling great. Right. right? But I'm looking into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So like what you're saying is now without that volume of training, you're still not feeling great. And so now yeah. you're, now you're like, oh, well shit, it obviously yeah. isn't being overtrained. Yes. And, because yeah. And this, you know, this whole past year of my hormones and everything just being all over the place, um, been working on getting, being more, uh, level and mm-hmm. feeling better, um, I'm just, I guess I'm more interested now in how, how much more can I maybe understand what's going on and maybe like try to accordingly. Yeah. And try to have like work with it versus Uh work against it. And prior to that, it was always just work toward my goal at the CrossFit games. It wasn't, you know, um, but so it talks about, you know, aside from your core temperature, aside from raising your core temperature, progesterone increases your resting heart rate and breathing rate. Oh, interesting. So all three of these symptoms can be interpreted as additional strain on the body, especially when exercising, leaving a woman to feel like she's having to work harder than usual. Interesting. Okay. So I never knew that, right? I never knew that either. Yep. And I, the last couple days, you know, I've gone like, I don't know, like a week ago, went on a run, did four miles without stopping. Some of you are like, oh, that's not big. 
that's a big deal for me. Four miles <laughs> without stopping. I didn't feel a hundred percent the whole time, but pure, throughout it, I definitely felt really good. Mm-hmm. Well, like only a couple days later, I go to go hit a run. Nothing crazy. Felt awful. I'm just dragging I mean, ass. Oh my gosh. The entire time there was never a moment and it's hot outside, but there was never a moment in the run that I thought I got to cruise right where I was like, right. okay, like there was never a, even like a small window. Yeah. It the was just entire, a struggle the whole time. The entire run was like, oh my gosh, like I just ran this. I just ran four miles the other day. Yeah. No big deal. And now all of a sudden it was like pulling man for me to just get to the two, two mile mark before I had to stop and walk. Yeah. Was a very, very difficult. Weird. And I've kind of felt like, you know, like dragging. Did you look and see like where, where you were? Did you know, like where you were in your cycle at the time? This was just like a few days, you know, like last week, I didn't even think about that. So again, I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was like, well, maybe I'm just tired. You know, maybe I'm just, I've been running a lot and maybe I'm just, uh, I'm at a point where my body needs to recover a little bit more. Yeah. And, but then I started having really bad cramps yesterday and I checked to see like, oh, you know, I'm supposed to start my period. It's like when I was starting doing that run, I had looked and I was like, oh, like seven days away. So then for yesterday, right. Having really bad cramps. Now I'm like four days away. So I'm basically this whole time I've been in my luteal phase, like the second half of my cycle. And so reading about it, like your body temperature is already higher. You're going to have a faster resting heart rate. A lot of these things that it's saying, like it will, you will feel like you are just having to work harder than usual. And so that got me thinking, cause I know I'm like, oh, well, I used to always be so irritated when I had a competition or something important because I always started my period right when I was competing. And I used to think like, what a pain in the ass. And it is a pain in the ass, but I'm reading this. And it's like, when you're that first couple weeks of your period, that is when we are That's basically the optimum time. We're the yeah. op- optimal athlete. Interesting. Yeah. Huh? Way interesting. Um, but it also talks about how there's a characteristic of progesterone that's cat has a catabolic effect. So is- in the second half of our cycle, when our progesterone is higher, you know, and we feel shittier and it's hotter and our temperature and blah, 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 all the things I said, it's saying that it also has a catabolic effect, meaning that this hormone likes to break down tissue. Oh, so this is where now it gets interesting with deciding what types of training I want to do in the first part and what types of training I should be doing in the second part. Right. Which that just, that concept is like, oh man, uh, a, that seems like a lot of work <laughs> to yeah. figure out and B I've never really thought about, I've never considered to break up my style of training based you on know, your week to week. Right. Yeah. It's always just been, we're in a rotation. Like we, we look at the whole plan. We think about, um, you're thinking about efforts. So yeah. we have like built-in active, active recovery days or, you know, sometimes in at, at a CrossFit gym, a lot of the time, especially if it's good programming, you know, they're looking at the big picture, the whole roadmap. And so if you're going every day, you should be following a well thought out plan mm-hmm. So you're going to have days in between where you're just doing some more skill sessions. Like you're doing something that's kind of lower intensity, you know, and that's why some people get really irritated. They'll go to a gym. They're like, Oh, the, it wasn't hard enough. And it's like, well, you got to go. And you got to look at a whole, right. Yeah. You got to look you gotta, at the whole plan. Yeah, it's like, you can't, if you want to just like jump in now and again, you might as well do open gym and then just pick the workout that you want to do. Right Now, if you want to like go to class, you've got to, you know, sign up to be a part like the whole plan. And then it is, you know, it's accumulation over time of your skills, getting better, you getting stronger, all these things, because it's got to follow a, you know, a, a plan. So you're not going to really wreck yourself or over, you know, deal with being overtrained. Right. Um, but it says under ordinary circumstances, strength exercises require a, a load to work against body weight, bands, cables, free weights, 
that creates a tension response within the worked muscle, um, muscular tension from repetitive lifting. It's not just talking about how, what happens is it breaks down muscle tissue, right? And then mm-hmm. it rebuilds itself. Well, when progesterone is present during the second half of the menstrual cycle, it can reduce this protein regrowth negatively affecting the process of muscular repair. Oh, okay. So it kind of talks about how that's so not the best time to not the best time build. to be hitting, hitting it really hard. Yeah. Um, let's see right here. Here's the exercises. So in this article, she writes about how, um, it says how to choose different exercises for different times of the month. So the follicular phase is when you can hit it hard, you know, high intensity interval training, powerlifting, heavy weightlifting, plyometrics, long runs, hot yoga, hill repeats, or other intense exercises. Um, take at least one rest day between hard workouts and be mindful of signs of overtraining. As some studies suggest that you may be prone to muscle damage from overtraining during this phase. Hmm. So saying, be careful. You're not trying to hit it too hard almost. Cause this is something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely try and just feel like really go crazy because you know, you can't for the other because, half. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's saying, you know, still be mindful. Um, and then the luteal phase says is when you should respect your body's high hormonal load, do moderate cardio. Um, and then it has in parentheses, no breathless intervals. I don't exactly know how to understand that because I mean, I imagine it's just like, you don't, don't be doing such high intensity intervals that you are having a hard time breathing. So follow something more of like a list cardio, you know, long, um, what is it? It's like long sustained. Mm, I can't remember what list stands for. Whatever. <laughs> list cardio. Um, do more like outdoor walks, hikes, strength training. That's low to moderate weight. And using higher reps, um, yoga, Pilates are all great choices. This is a good time to work on enhancing your mobility and make sure to stay away from hot workout environments. Oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. Huh. Just talks about work with your body, not against it. Exercise research and recommended protocols rely heavily on data that has used male subjects as they don't have the monthly hormone fluctuation that women do. As a result, women attempt to implement exercise programs that aren't constructed with female biology in mind, leaving, leaving them to wonder where they went wrong when their energy changes. Huh. I wonder if, uh, because I feel like a lot of people have like male coaches. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, um, cause did you ever have any women coaches? No. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think so. Um, I wonder if there are women coaches out there that that's kind of where, you know, like where they, uh, they know about this or if that's kind of yeah. like where they're coming from. You know what I mean? Well, I, I definitely think that this is, I mean, this is information that's not new, just new to us because yeah. we've never really thought to look into it. You know, I do remember. Okay. So I've, I've had people, you know, from when I launched the naked program, they all were asking questions like, is this for women? Right. Or is that, or men are like, is this for men too? Right. Cause I'm a woman. Right. And I always said like, yes, like a training program is not male or female focused. Right. It all comes down to your own abilities, right. You know, where you are in your training. And that's why with naked, we use a lot of everything's based off of like percentages because it's individualized. Mm-hmm. Right. But something that I haven't considered is maybe, maybe creating, and I was actually thinking about it, creating a program that's just like a follicular phase program and a luteal phase program yeah, yeah. for women that, you know, can give them an option to go to for that period of time and try that out, which I would like to do for myself as well. Cause I'm never, thought of it that way. And really it's because I have always been training. And of course, too, you guys go to the CrossFit games. It's not like you all of a sudden just are going right. Right. It's over time. In my case, days and days of training over the course of years, you are able to handle, you get, you get fitter, stronger. So you can handle more intensity, more volume. 
But at a certain point, that's as much as you can handle. And that's just the way that it is. And that's okay. You know, and it's always been something with my training with my coaches. We've all, they've always looked at my efforts, looked at overall, like it, it's always made sense when I haven't felt great, you know? So it's not as though I've maybe been missing the opportunity to work with a female coach because maybe she would want to consider my, my cycle more often. No, you know, it's, Working with a coach, it really comes down to communication between you and that person, male or female, or a team of people, because everything will be planned and based around where you are, how you feel, and what our goals are. You know, so every time I had a day where I just wasn't feeling it, that's why I always I I've preached this to people. It's like day to day, our what our hundred percent looks like is going to be different, right? You know, so on the days where we are, we are going our, whatever hundred percent we can give that day, it may not look the same as what our hundred percent was two weeks ago, you right. know, and I always attribute it to, which and I think this is still pretty true, but now there's more information that I can also add into what I think about when this happens. I always attribute it to, because I was training every day. I mean, this is something that it wasn't just like all of a sudden. Right. You know, when you're putting in and that's like your, that's your job, that's your main priority is your, my, your sport. It just makes sense when you don't feel great because of everything you had done leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Now with not training for the CrossFit games in mind, but wanting to get back into really good shape and, you know, dealing with hormonal changes and imbalances. And I've put in a lot more time trying to pay it, you know, understand what's going on with me and then in turn, understand what's going on with just women. So I can give you good information. Um, this now is something that I want to dabble with. Dabble girl. See what it's like. Little dabble. Do ya? Hey, a little dabble. Do ya? (laughs) so stupid no that's really interesting i'm i'm like more curious as to what that means for me because i don't think i would be considered any of those stages like am i just a man now no (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it's it's weird it's like what uh I, i wonder if they have like specific training for those who've gone through menopause i bet they do but if i listen I'm sure, to it, i'm sure they do yeah but huh yeah interesting i'm gonna look right now i'm gonna look right now yeah i was gonna read uh it's funny because um we got an email you were talking about running and i think uh wait where is it it's going to read it. This is from Christina Gibson. And it's, it's just titled Gina running. <laughs> Gina running. Gina running. Hey ladies, longtime fan. Just started listening to the pod though. Recently finished the heavy sweater episode. I just wanted to reach out <laughs> on the subject of Gina's running endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> you may already know about it since you're in the fitness industry, but if not check out pose running, have you heard of that? Yes. Okay. The founder, Nicholas Romanoff also has a book. It's a great resource. I was in the army for 17 years and have been run as, and have been running wrong for most of it, but they have been implementing how to run training programs, utilizing the pose running method. The last few years, I saw vast improvement for myself and new soldiers. Also, if you want to have a lot of fun with it, check out easy running belts. Have you heard of those? Easy running uh, belts? No, but it sounds like maybe something that you wear around your waist. And that's where you can put your phone in your headphones. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'm they assuming. aren't actually easy, LOL, but a good tool. Oh, or maybe like a weighted thing or something. Maybe it's like a band posture thing. Yeah. Anyway, enjoying listening to your podcast and I can't wait for the next one, Christina. Well, thank you, Christina. Um, yeah. I mean, we've all pretty much established that. Um, I mean, I kind of have a running style all on my own. It is good. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really want you to change it. <laughs> You guys, you've never seen Gina look more fast, <laughs> but in slow motion. 
It makes me laugh every time. I've been trying to like run more. Like I've been doing like more, like, like I've been doing like CrossFit workouts on Tuesday Thursday morning. I've been, yes. I mean, not like all the time, but I, I'll, I'll choose to do it if it's like a, yeah. a short run, like a 200 meter or something. And so, yeah. And it's like, all I can think of is that fucking video. Which one? <laughs> the one that Daniel took of me. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. God, it's so funny. It's really bad. So yeah, but thank you, Christina. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I found some information no. for menopause. Okay, go. All right, you guys. I'm fucked. For all my post-menopause ladies out there. With a significant number of women belonging to the status of menopause and beyond, mm-hmm. it is imperative to plan a comprehensive health program for them, including lifestyle modifications. Exercise is an integral part of the strategy. The benefits are many, most important being maintenance of muscle mass and thereby the bone mass and strength. Mm-hmm. The exercise program for postmenopausal women should include the endurance exercise, aerobic, strength exercise, and balance exercise. It should aim for two hours and 30 minutes of moderate aerobic activity each week. Okay. Man, a lot less than what you're doing. Yeah. Every woman should be aware of her target heart rate range, her, her target heart rate range, and should track the intensity of exercise employing the talk test. Oh, so that's like something that this is really, it's not funny, but like, let's, I'm, I'm going to keep reading this for you. Yeah. But I didn't know any of this, but that's like the talk test is what you do with women when they're pregnant, right? When you don't want them to get their heart rate too high. Oh, like okay. you should be able to have like a conversation. Yeah. So it says right here, um, I lost my spot, <laughs> uh, the talk test right here. Other deep breathing, yoga, and stretching exercises can help to manage the stress of life and menopause-related symptoms. Exercises for women with osteoporosis should not include high-impact aerobics or activities in which a fall is likely. The women and the children- Jesus, it makes it sound so old. You don't have, you don't have osteoporosis. <laughs> I know, I'm just like listening to this going, oh my God. I was- t- What I is was- it like, so, like, like worried about like, I don't know. I just think of like people like in a fucking senior center or like a home or something <laughs> like let's Dude, not get their heart rate up too high and let's make sure that we look for, you know, um, so they don't fall and break a hip. Dude, <laughs> like, I was, I was reading this and I was reading it to Todd and I was just thinking, man, you know, cause you read through our phases of our cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at the end of it, it's like, and then if you're not pregnant, it starts from the top. Oh, yeah, I know. And you're it's like, crazy. God damn it. And you're like, yes, this is such a really, it is an amazing gift, blah, blah, blah. You get to reproduce because of women. That's the reason we have what we have. Yeah. Women are incredible. Without yes. us, there's absolutely nothing. Okay. Right. So, but it's like you, the part where it talks about how the hormone that's released. So our body produces anywhere from five to 20 follicles, which are little immature eggs. Yeah. And then basically- you reabsorb, you'll one will mature or maybe sometimes two. And then the rest of them are just reabsorbed into your body. Yeah. And I'm like, thinking like, they go? I'm thinking like, damn, you know, um, I'm, I'm producing all these immature eggs 
and then I'm reabsorbing them. And then every time I don't get pregnant, I'm just sloughing that out of my body. Like, I guess I really, you know, if, if you want to do it, you probably ought to do it because you don't have a, who knows how many have left. And then I think, oh God. And then at the end of it, when we're no longer worth, you know, reproducing, our body just starts to die and we can't exercise very right. hard. Yes. <laughs> That's why I always joke. I'm always like, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't have a period anymore. So I'm just supposed to die. Like, Gosh. like that's, that's next. Yeah. You're just like a, I mean, women are just, they're like professional egg shedders. <laughs> don't you remember when I was talking about doing the, um, like freezing my eggs? Yeah. And they, they call it like they go in and basically like harvest. Yes. Yeah. And all I picture is like a little guy walking (laughs) up in there with maybe a rake. A little farmer. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like. Got a little sun hat on. Yeah. A little sun hat and maybe a basket. And he's like. (laughs) Just collecting eggs. It's it's Easter every day in there. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Easter. No, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. Um, well, and that's the thing too is like men. So I mean, like everyone's like, okay, Gina, like we all know how 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 this works, but it's like crazy to me. Like you know, your women are born with all the eggs they're ever going to have. I wonder how many that is. It's got to be thousands. I don't know, but yeah. So it's like, and what's crazy to me. So now they're saying that a pre- I think it's a pregnancy at 35. It's considered geriatric. Yes, I know a geriatric pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, cause we know people are waiting longer. It's like more common, but yeah, my cousin like had her second kid at like 35 and, and she was like, yeah, they're calling it a geriatric pregnancy. I was like, oh my God, that is bizarre. It's crazy to me, man. You better get, you better get working. Dude, I've got, I've got one year before I'm geriatric. (laughs) Seriously. If I'm, if I'm pregnant at 35, I want to do a geriatric pregnancy photo shoot. (laughs) Like a walker. <laughs> I just like the arms, like your little old lady <laughs> in a rocker. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just yeah, I just, like I see you with like a little blanket tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> you come over. I'm in I'm in like in a wheelchair in the corner. Everyone's having a good time. But like, where's Brooke? Can someone turn the heat up? Okay. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. I'm 33, you guys. Uh, (laughs) I'll be geriatric in two years. Yeah, two years, man. You're like racing the clock. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Hey, here's some information. The social scenario. Um, what a website. NCBI.nlm.nih.gov. Whoa. Whoa. What was that? Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I'm just going to read this. The social scenario of senior women in our country is sadly that of reduced activity. Women often exercise less when they enter menopause, which can lead to weight gain. To further complicate matters, the metabolism is also decreased. Uh-huh. And you guys, I, we and Gina talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like every, every year. Yep. And sometimes Gina's got like a couple good years, right? But every year she talks about it and she's been, you know, preparing me for this for years now since I was like, 20, <laughs> since I was like 26. Yeah. Like at a certain point, she, <laughs> not just her, any of you yeah. that are older too. It's like, you reach a point where you're like, well, back to the drawing board. Yes. And you're like, and where do I go? Yeah. What do I do now? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. And it's like the amount of, uh, I want to say damage. It's not damage, but it's like the amount of, um, the changes that are happening in my body. Just like, I mean, I keep saying it. I'm like, dude, 52 has done me dirty. Like 51 and 52. Like I was okay at 50, even like last year, but like this year has, um, something has just happened in my body. And it's, you know, I literally have um, a pa- like a patch of cellulite 
on my left hip that looks like, I mean, it's just erupted. It's like a, it's like a head of cauliflower is what I call it. <laughs> it looks like the head of a cauliflower, a cauliflower head. It's bizarre. And it's like, wow, where did that come from? Like that is, like, oh. whoa, I just grew some cauliflower. Oh, oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, it's bizarre. And like, all of a sudden I'm getting like, I mean, I, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, oh my God. I have like those back ham hock things. Oh my gosh. My and mom, even with some cellulite on them. I'm like, my, what is that? I come in my mom's room the other day. Yeah. It's weird. And she already, we were in the kitchen and she goes, <sighs> she's like, my worst nightmare has happened. <laughs> what? She goes, my butt has literally fallen off. <laughs> My mom's never had much of a butt. Okay. Right, like, yeah. She's pretty genetic. Like a... It's pretty genetic for my fam to have flat butts. Like, yeah. I don't want to accept that, but it, I mean, <laughs> if you look around, it's fairly true. Um, and she is like, no, I'm like, mom, she goes, no, I am not kidding. It has fallen off. And I was like, mine too. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm and like, it's not the same though. Shape, and it's not the same. So yeah. here's what's no, funny. It is not here's the same. what's funny. Yeah. I'm in her bathroom. And my minute my dad's in there. Well, my mom's coming out of the closet. She's butt naked. I know you guys are like, that's kind of weird. I'm really close to my parents. <laughs> my mom, it, it, okay, let me say that again. They're a naked family. My mom, it, it's not weird for, for my mom to be naked. It's not weird. Anyways, <laughs> I'm standing, I'm in the, I was talking to my dad. He was putting his shoes on and we were talking about ranch stuff. And here comes my mom. And she was changing Cause she was, I guess, going to get in the shower, but she's sneaking out of the closet backwards with her, with her butt away from us, <laughs> kind of hunched over scooting. And my dad just starts laughing so hard. And it's because she doesn't want to show her butt, <laughs> but she shows me, she shows me anyways, later. She was like, she's telling me, she's like, I'm not kidding. It's completely fallen off. And she goes, my worst nightmare. She says she can, she said, now I'm starting to get this right here. Yeah. You know, like some like a muffin top. And she goes, yeah, I can grab it yeah. and pull my butt up. <laughs> I can do that too. I can do that too. Oh it's weird. It drops back down. Yes. I can do that too. I would seriously show you right now if I had, <laughs> I don't have any underwear on, but I would seriously show you. It is bizarre. And it's like, your, your skin can like the condition of your skin. It's like, I've completely, and you know, still like, you know, working out, I work out at least like five days a week. You know, I eat decent. I, it's crazy. Like I have cellulite that, that, uh, it goes down to my knees on the inside of my thighs. It's just bizarre. It's like overnight. And I just remember picking on like, with one little dent that I had in my right leg, like since I was like in my twenties and it was only when I sat down, like, like put pressure on it. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, like why? I mean, I would kill right now. I would kill for my body two years ago that I thought was terrible. Yeah. Cause it just gets worse. It's bizarre. It is. I, I, I totally feel for your mom. Cause it is a very, bizarre thing to watch your body just like we used to call it the melted ice cream cone yeah it's turning into a melted ice cream cone it just has no other option so and i i know what she's talking about with the butt because i've always had like a bubble butt and like my butt cheeks where they meet my leg yeah. are starting to get wrinkled <laughs> from the from like the they're not round anymore it used to be like round into my leg and now it's like at the bottom they're like wrinkling i'm like oh my god what is that dude well i Weird. i man i wish i had your bubble butt well not now you don't want it now maybe well, a few years ago maybe a few years ago but yeah so it's like yeah so the, the point is not to sit here and like i mean basically it's just for me it's just another reminder to tell all of you out there to enjoy the body you're in now. Gina's been saying this to me for so, <laughs> so long. long. Like just reminding me like, it's enjoy only gonna get worse. Because it, it, so, it does. It does. When you're doing all the things you should be doing and could be doing to be healthy. And it's, it's not working. 
But like, I mean, like prior to whatever getting older or dealing with this shit, if you're doing what you can, you're eating right, you're cutting out the bullshit, you're exercising, you're sleeping, you know, you're making good decisions, you're doing everything you can to be healthy and fit. Man, it's okay if you're not where you want to be. That's okay. It's okay to want to look and feel better. Yes. But we do all need this reminder. I need it all the time. And Gina was right there for years to remind (laughs) me of it is like, one day you're going to look back at what you looked like and be like, why, why was I so sad? Like, yeah, why was, was I so going upset? through my head? Because your body at that point, I mean, I I've thought about this so many times, like, and then even like right now I'm like, okay, Gina, it's not like what you want it to look like, but just think about it by next year, what it could look like. So you might as well just, you know, appreciate it now. And, and again, like you were saying, yes, when you're doing all the things and I would never say, uh, it's going to get worse. So don't do anything at all. Say fuck it. Because I'll tell you what, if I wasn't doing what I am doing, God, it would be a whole hell of a lot worse. Yeah. You know? So I have to keep reminding myself that too. I'm like, okay. Well, here's a reminder. It's rough. Uh, One reason of this metabolism decline with age is the loss of muscle mass. Mm -hmm. About half a pound a year. Oh my God. Muscle burns more calories than fat. So this is a reminder to any of you out there that are like scared to get too big, you know? And I would imagine there's probably none of you uh, listening to this podcast that would feel that way. Um, But you might, you know, I mean- we can, we lose it so fast, mm-hmm. just strength and muscle. So it really is important to make that the forefront of your training. And that's what I'm trying to get back to doing. Cause I was, you know, I got back into feeling better and exercising daily and like feeling accomplished, but I was doing that with running. And now I have written up like a little, mm, a workout schedule for me that like still has my running involved, but prioritizing in the gym lifting more than what I was doing. Yeah. You need um, to do that because haven't you ever seen like runners? Yeah. No, no. I know well, people that run, run like skinny, me, you know, I- little skinny little things. Yeah. Well, uh, I weighed myself this morning. It will blow your mind. What? 146. Whoa. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. You weigh less than me. Now here's the caveat, you guys, any of you that are like, <laughs> what either a you're like that's not that light or you're like whoa bro that's really light for you that is really light for me um i uh i'm not mad about it because i would prefer to be trending down than trending up mm-hmm. and here's the thing here's the thing you guys i it my fluctuation away is so inconsistent yeah you know i, I could wake up tomorrow and be 148 pounds and then just start trending upwards and not even change anything that I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm not taking it too seriously, but I do know that I've been running a lot and it's been really hot. So I sweat a lot. So I have been trying to drink, like make uh, drinking water with salts in it a big priority. Uh huh. But yeah, it just, you know, things change. But it is super important to take the time, especially when we are younger take the time to build that muscle and then maintain our strength and our muscle by, you know, continuing training as we get older, because as it says, once our hormones are, I don't know, non-existent, we are, you know, we can lose or are losing up to a half a pound of muscle a year. And that really starts to affect us. And then, you know, deal with like bone mass and things like that. So it just says muscle burns more than more calories than fat. We know that. So whenever the muscle is not preserved with weight training exercise, the body simply does not burn as many calories. There's also a tendency to increase the intake of calories. As the metabolism drops, many women do not adjust their calorie accor- calories accordingly, which often leads to weight gain. The prevalence of the metabolism sy- metabolic syndrome is reported to be significantly higher in postmenopausal women. Oh, it's saying in India, but... Okay, wait, I gotta, I gotta stop you for a second. I can't see you. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Something happened to my... Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think it was me. I'd gotten up to do something, and I think when I set the computer back down, I hit something, and I exited the meeting. 
well, like an idiot. Well, we're back. Yeah, we're and, back. Sorry, and no. you were mid mid reading something, but well, I put it away. Yeah. In a nutshell, different phases of the menstrual cycle. in a nutshell in a nutshell in a nutshell um different phases and man what a hormonal roller coaster that we 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 get to have uh because we're we're a woman and we get to uh have the option to (laughs) create life yes accidentally sometimes uh, on purpose sometimes and unfortunately for a lot of women um, it can be extremely difficult to do so. My sister included. She's mm-hmm. here. Robin's here. Right? So um, it's crazy. And it is, in fact, shown that because of our hormonal levels that happen during the cycle, it makes a lot of sense when we feel the way that we do and feel pretty crappy. You know, I always knew about maybe being a little bit moody or for me, I never really thought I had much of like PMS other than cramps. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older and with all, with my hormone levels that have been a little wonky and I think I can attribute one genetically for sure. My mom deals with it. My sister deals with it. So it's almost, it was like almost inevitable for me to also deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've dealt with like really low progesterone since I was in college. So like, it's not something that's necessarily new, but now the other imbalances that I have are newer. Um, probably not a complete, not totally because of how I trained for a long time, but I've heard from many people that, um, like Cammie included, and she talked about it, but have ended up having some sort of hormonal imbalance um, and dealing with a lot of different things on a like molecular level as a result of, of all the heavy training. Yes. Yeah. For I could see a that. long, long time. And I mean, it's not, you know, it's also pretty, can be pretty common, like for men too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and everybody's different. So you add that in too. So there's obviously, I think, rules of like rule of thumbs that can come into play when looking at like an age range of women or men. But then you add in some different nuances that are genetic or mm, just environmental. Environmental. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. all very complicated. So I think it's very important that uh, I'm going to start paying attention to it. And I'm going to, I'm going to dabble. I'm going to dabble with um, dabble paying it like trying some different you know uh style of training and and follow you know the very crazy hard to follow roadmap of my menstrual cycle yeah and we'll see and i'm gonna work on um trying to you know not break something while working out yeah you're going to make sure you're getting some good aerobic in you know Uh but i can still talk through yep and you need to lift weights which i do yep yep and um man uh i guess when your metabolic rate starts changing you have to also change your diet (laughs) (laughs) i know we know that but um yep like i said back to the drawing board mm -hmm. that's what's happened to me the last couple last couple years so we're going back all right Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, if you actually, um, I am, we are going to look to have an expert, you know, someone come on and kind of discuss all of this. But if you either A, know the perfect person um, because of their background you know, or whatever, background, education, what their job is, XYZ, please uh, email us, let us know because we love that you guys can actually connect us with people that you would also mm-hmm. want to hear from. Um, we like doing that on top of that, if you have any, maybe personal experiences with this, or maybe you have a personal experience with using as a form of birth control, just doing the whole temperature, uh, temperature thing. I'd love to hear about it because, you know, I have a copper wire IUD and it wasn't until working with my doctors, this that I'm working with right now, realizing that there's actually, um, no reason for me to even have 
that in there because uh, I know that there, you know, you could have one-offs, but theoretically um, I naturally don't produce enough or progesterone to be able to get pregnant, create, create life, which is some of you are probably like, that's really sad. It is sad, but also it doesn't mean that I can't. It just means that if that was something that I wanted to do, we would prepare my body by boosting my progesterone mm-hmm. to be able to do that. But it is a bummer that I never have known that um, working with all my doctors because, you know, I just deal with weird pain and dealing with that bullshit of my IUD that I could just not have to be dealing um, with. Yeah. I've, had it, I've had it replaced like two or three times because there's problems with it. And then on top of that, you know, I've got other things. I got this cyst that grows every month. Yeah. You know? It's, a little, it's your little buddy. Hey. Being a woman is great. Yes. Today's not the day. Today's not the day. Today's not the day. Anyways. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning. Morning. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.